story starts somewhere. In this podcast, we'll take you to the four corners of Ireland, from craggy cliffs and bare-topped hills, to bog-drowned fields and sacred wells. Who knows where we'll end up? In the 1930s, the National Folklore Commission asked school children all over the country to collect stories and folklore in their local area. Thousands of children went home to their parents, grandparents and neighbours and gathered tales of the past from their elders. These were local tales about magical hills, miraculous lakes and life-saving wells dotted across the landscape. These stories formed the basis for our adventure. But come with us now as we join our storyteller. I wonder where we'll begin today. This is where the story begins. Hello there. My name's Deirdre. And I'd like to tell you a story that reminds me of home. Now one storyteller taught me, no one who you are has known where you come from. And there's one site in my area that will always remind me of home. Some people use the Star of Nazareth to guide them in the darkness of the night. Oh, I'm coming home on a very dark night. If I look out to the hills of Dublin, and see an old hunting lodge called the Hellfire Club. I know I'm on my way where I should be. Now, most people don't usually use a residence that's connected to the devil as their way to find their way back home, but not everybody's interested in debaucherous history. The Hellfire Club still stands on Montpellier Hill in Dublin, these parts. It was a hunting lodge from the 1700s and not the first owner, but the second was the most famous. His name was William Speaker Conley, an 18th century parliamentary speaker who was well known for something. And I think I am too. The poor man would never stop talking. So much that the local pub around these parts is called the Speaker Conley. And it's got great connections to that haunted, haunted site in Dublin Hills. You see, the Hellfire Club was bought by William Conley. A place where he could leave the hustle and bustle of Dublin city centre, arrive on horseback up to the hills on top of Mount Pellier, and there... He had his very own private holiday home in the mountains, far away from anybody. But um, there's always been a few famous stories attached to the Hellfire Club. One of them is that there was an awful storm brewing outside one night. Now it's hard to tell if Speaker Conley was there by himself or not, but as the story goes on, he can hear that the animals are crying, that they're running as fast as they can. He can hear trees splitting. But worse yet, he can feel the cold dampness falling on his neck. And he realised the roof of the Hellfire Club has been damaged. He ran out to look for any stones he'd get his hands on and he could mend the roof. 
Now, how one parliamentary speaker is able to fix a roof of a two-level story building in the middle of the night by himself with hardly any tools, that's a story that I'd like to figure out. But it's always been said since that night something had become unsettled that evening and there'd always been going-ons around the Hellfire Club. Now, I will be honest with you, listener. The Hellfire Club is one, a nickname for the Hunting Lodge, and it's also a name of a secret society. You won't just find in Ireland, you won't just find in the United Kingdom, but you'd find in many other countries. A secret society that had an awful lot of interests in, uh, let's say, the unusual, the out there, the darker side of life. Yes, Satanism. It's found in all corners of the world, isn't it? Of course, any good ghost story has had good darkness to it. You see, the men who belonged to the Hellfire Club came from the Georgian period. They were the sons of politicians, so I like to believe that there were boys who had more money than sense. These gentlemen would leave the city life, travel up to the Hellfire Club and have masked parties and celebrate the man in question. They would have meals at banquet time, full tables decked out with a great feast with one empty seat for the Dark One himself. But long before the debauchery of Dublin, long before of the red light district that was affectionately called Hell, Long before these days, there's a well-known folk tale about why we're connected to the Hellfire Club. People in South Dublin were known for our hospitality. We are known to welcome in people when we can and take care of them the best. And one night, Speaker Conley himself was playing cards with a few friends like all good ghost stories, there was a brewing of a storm outside. He hears a very quiet knock at the door and he opens it up. He sees a traveller who's lost on his way and he asks, can I come in for just a bit of shelter? It's a long, long way to the likes of Wicklow, to the likes of back further to Dublin. All I ask is maybe just a place to sit down. Well, my friend, we can do better than that. Tell me this, have you got money you're willing to lose tonight? But, sir, all I've got are the clothes on my back. But if you're offering a sherry or two, sure, we can make it interesting. Now, of course, William Speaker Conley, he knew exactly that this man had money. The way he stood, or the way he spoke, very dignified. He knew this was a man of money. They sat him down. They offered him drinks, but he just looked at the glass. But what this stranger was looking at were the other men sitting at the table, all well-dressed with the cravats, with the smoke jackets. But he noticed how much they were drinking. He looked around to see how protective over these cards that they were. But of course, he would not let the men see. He turned to his own hands and he just hummed. 
But what the other men did not realise is the stranger began to win round after round of cards. He began to take all of their money, all of their jewellery. But you're the men, yes, getting a little bit annoyed. They still had their sherry to drink. But one, one boy playing cards. Well, I say playing cards. He was collecting drinks and picking up any cards that dropped to the floor. But that's when he saw it. He bent down to pick up a playing card. And he did not see feet attached to the stranger. He saw hooves, animal hooves, attached to him. He screamed at the sight. Is this a mutant? Is this a monster? What kind of creature are you? And when the men stood back from the table, they cried, Show your true self. Now this stranger was not a stranger any more. He stood up. He was not hunched over, draped in a cape like he was outside. He began to grow. He was not six feet tall. He was not seven feet tall, but eight feet tall. He towered over the men. And when they saw horns jutting from his head, when they saw his dry skin was not skin, but scales, oh, how did they run? And they ran out of that lodge and they rolled down the hills of Dublin. They did not care for the animals. Their horses had ran free from the fear that they had felt that night. Of course, a lot of people have feelings of what could have happened that night. Was it really the devil? Was it someone else? Or was it just another story to tell? But a lot of people have made questions about it. Because not too long ago, an archaeological dig took place. And they found that after a long dig... They found stones that had special carvings. Carvings of concentric circles, of potential sacred stones, similar to those that you might find in Newgrange. But one person did question it. For if there's such sacred stones buried around the Hellfire Club, that night of the stormy night where William Connolly rebuilt the roof of the hunting lodge, could have he used some of those sacred stones? And is this the reason why there's a lot of dark figures that float around the Hellfire Club? Thanks so much for wanting to listen to my story. If you'd like to get to know more about the Hellfire Club, there are countless tales. And the best way to listen to them is by having a drink in the Speaker Connolly to find out even more. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this episode of Where the Story Begins, brought to you by the National Leprechaun Museum. You can find out more about this story, this place, and many others by checking out the website of the National Folklore Collection, ducas.ie. That's D-U-C-H-A-S dot I-E. You can also find out more about this place on loganim.ie. The Place Names Database of Ireland. That's L-O-G-A-I-N-M dot I-E. The National Leprechaun Museum celebrates Irish folklore and mythology through the oral storytelling tradition. 
You can find us on Jerva Street in Dublin, Ireland and on leprechaunmuseum.ie. Today's shamfuckle. Vin ga inchin der scale, agis ga lagin deg er aron. There are two versions to a story and twelve arrangements to a song. <laughs> 